Do you mean, I'm confused. Do you mean like to, should we put that into the musical part or is it just like, sure. So here's, here's, here's what I, I was I'm thinking. So we, following what you're saying. yeah, so we, um, so the, 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 the recorded episode that we're putting out, it starts with, you know, like, like we're doing right now, we have like a kind of a clip or like a, a piece of recording that we have either. It was naturally at the beginning of our recording or we found it through, you know, in the show, we have that up front mm-hmm. and then you know we we kind of find a natural lull in that and then this is called 50 million buckaroos this is chris i couldn't talk to my phone to make my lights turn purple computer was a gateway you know we all want the internet to exist oh yeah absolutely exactly yeah that's, that's great yeah so it's cool cool this is shiny podcast following the light and throwing a little shade on the newest and brightest in today's gaming and technology all right folks welcome to shiny podcast the shiniest podcast that you ever had shoved down your content distribution network to a podcatcher near you. Top of the news. This is this is hold on. T- time time out. Breaking news. Even more breaking than <laughs> than the crazy news that we have to talk about this episode. We have some feedback. That's right. One of our loyal and royal listeners and friends sent in a little note for us. And I quote from our dear listener, somebody by the name of Dav- Davis, da- Davis, dot, dot, Dobbs, Dobbs. This is from Dabs. Dabs. This is from my friend Dabs. Checked out the new shiny on the drive now. Dig the new format. My only suggestions would be to do a more explicit overview of the episode at the front end. And perhaps make a little more effort to outline each item before diving too deep into commentary. And that I say, that's a very good point. Colin and I want to know what you're want to know what you're yeah, getting that's right, into. That's right. Well, Colin and I are really good friends. We've known each other a long time. And I think it's easy for us to perhaps share context without necessarily explicitly explaining context. Or con, con, context. I think that is fair, right? So, uh, well, well said, and I'll take it to heart and do a a little bit more effort to make sure we explain what we're talking about at the front so that we can all play along and have fun. So with that in mind, Intel has gagged Linux distributions from revealing performance hits uh, from Spectre patches. Yes. So you can test the performance after after those patches go through, but you are not allowed to publish the results of those performance tests, according to Intel. So they are presumably asking for people to test things out and try to uh, highlight some of these performance hits, but they don't want the general public to they know want anything about the it. Feedback so that they can try to improve it themselves, but they don't want anybody actually talking about it. So my understanding is that what what Intel did was they added some language to the license that comes with the microcode, the sort of firmware, if you will, of your your, uh, Intel processors. They modified the license to include some clauses prohibiting publication of results of testing of certain right or or in some way like disallowing that information to be you know outside the scope of their licensure okay debian the the linux distro debian is in particularly vigilant about this kind of thing being a very purely open source project. Debian very much adheres to a strict, strict code of, of free and open source software. And so when their lawyers, their volunteer lawyers, <clears throat> and I say volunteer, not to disparage them, these are top notch people, 
it just goes to show you that the, the, the Debian organization really is a community volunteer run situation. But when their volunteer lawyers study these license changes and, and find something like that, it becomes a big deal. They really pump the brakes because Debian is, sits at this place of power in the global sort of Linux ecosystem because so many things are based on it. So many, you know, softwares that, that we use, other operating systems as well, but lots of things are based on Debian. That this becomes a real problem because it this sort of like halts this this would will halt a, a a cascade of of you know if you can imagine code or like updates kind of coming down as a cascade this really like puts a a, a dam in place to that for everybody downstream suddenly they don't have the water they need and what we're talking right. about are some 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 pretty important security patches that relate to those specter vulnerabilities that you know we've been talking about all of 2018 those those hardware problems in the chips that intel built like like the the speculative execution remember all of that the stuff that is trying to yep. to, to guess mm -hmm. what you're going to do to make up in uh you know performance to get some speed gains well all of that all of that having known exploits that are, you know, becoming more and more and more studied and more and more and more used, they're getting patches to resolve them. But of course, unfortunately, it 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 limits the the performance of the of the processor. So Intel isn't they have to they have to fix these things but they don't want you to know the truth that it's slowing their shit down and that's what this really comes down to and that is super lame <laughs> that's super super lame yeah i think that's an understatement and it is part of a uh, a pattern of, of behavior from from intel um i mean we i remember talking earlier this year about uh, trying to pull the wool over people's eyes um, uh, in regards to uh, their CPU that that they were trying to to you know vamp vamp up. Oh, the, um, the one the twenty eight core CPU that yeah. they wheeled in an, a separate HVAC system to cool in the conference hall just to get the damn thing to run. Right, and and tried to make it look like it could run under normal cooling circumstances, and and you know it's just not true, and this is just another thing here with intel and it's just like what what is going man you guys are sweating bullets like you just see it like the, <laughs> the new new fiery competition from amd and 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 now this like they're it's like this stuff is going to come out you've got to know that this makes you look so bad i don't want to uh i'm not going to say this as a way to to you know character assassinate or make it a personal thing um i think that it's more reflective of a leadership culture at this company but remember that the ceo of intel uh or the recently the former ceo as I, if i'm not mistaken short sold a lot of stock ahead of the Ryzen launch, which got him, him in a degree of trouble. And then more recently, I believe he resigned over an affair he was having with some member of, of his staff. Um, mm -hmm. Again, it's not, you know, whatever. People do people things. Like, it's not about that. But I think that corporations, especially huge corporations like Intel, are always in danger of negative culture shifts. And maybe a good company or a company at the very least that does good business for a very long time, the chairs at the top can be rearranged and all of a sudden there's a different culture pervading that company, right? The problem at Intel now seems to be systemic. And they are... I think it's justifiable to say that the character of the company is changing for our very eyes. And I don't like it, man. I don't like it at all. No, no, neither do I. It's, 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 oh, it's too bad. <laughs> Says Colin from his gorgeous Ryzen setup. 
gorgeous. It it's a work of art, friends. It's, it's really just... pretty. <laughs> the cable management. Mm, mm, mm. Unreal. Unreal. Mm. Speaking of buffoonery <laughs> and disappointing companies with negative cultures. <clears throat> dude. <laughs> Old whipping boy favorite of mine, Facebook. <laughs> is uh well i believe it or not <laughs> they're sucking up your data in a new way no way brand new way that we've actually talked we about right before about <laughs> yeah how about that <laughs> <laughs> so face facebook has been uh, caught violating Apple's data gathering uh, rules on their on their app store for their uh, Anavo uh, VPN app. And to I hope no one's surprise, uh, the the VPN has been collecting all of that that sweet, sweet data of yours. Um, but it you know, the, the irony that is clearly not donned on Facebook. The point of having a VPN is to protect that information, not have it be not used it right the, fuck up. the way that Facebook uses it. It just like starved it, chickens it, being given a feast of scratch, just furiously you know, clawing the, at it. Just, nom, 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 nom. What I what, <laughs> what I should have looked up um, in preparation for this is I, I don't know what the numbers look like on like actual downloads and usage of 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 their VPN service. I don't know if a lot of people are using it, but. Man, if if you've ever considered it, if you were, you know, um, considering using a VPN, uh, please don't use this one. <laughs> Please don't use this one. Let's rename it right now. It's no longer going to be known as Anavo. Now it's Oh No No. Oh No No. <laughs> oh No No. Facebook's VPN. Oh No No. Oh No 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 No. Oh, I no, wouldn't no. fall prey. This is such a ridiculous concept as a privacy saving technology from fucking Facebook. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <clears throat> totally just, believable. Just to go down the list one more time. Team favorites, I'd say, are ExpressVPN, uh, AirVPN, and Private Internet Access, all of which are excellent and work everywhere. So remember, if you're not paying for it, you're the product. We have another company that thinks that they can pull the wool over our eyes. Yeah, we're, we're getting the bad stuff out of the way here. <laughs> I mean, you know, kind of keeping with the theme, like, you know, there's there's a lot of naughty actors out there. Naughty boys. Naughty, naughty, naughty. NVIDIA is known for their naughtiness. This is this is this is known. This is known with, you know, it is known many of their business practices. The fact that their driver is still a proprietary. That is real pain in the ass to work with. And, <laughs> <laughs> my humble opinion and the fact that you know g-sync their uh frame rate locking tech is uh you know a licensed uh proprietary thing that jacks up the prices of your monitors just you know there's all sorts of little little itty bitty things that makes nvidia sometimes frustrating <laughs> Probably the most frustrating is the excellent performance of their product, despite all well, of those seriously, bad. oh god, <laughs> truth. <laughs> no, and it it is so true. I due due to budget constraints, I still have a Nvidia graphics card inside of my machine, which I hope to rectify in the not too distant future. However, it does work very well with windows 10 <laughs> and yes. certain and most video games yes yes that's just the way it is that's just the way it is can't lie about that and so many were excited when nvidia finally took a little longer than i think many of us expected <clears throat> yes for sure they were probably looking to ride out the uh the mining boom with their old you know older hardware that they didn't need to 
put a bunch of R&D into ride that train until it died, which I'd say safely is pretty dead at this point. In the sense that the curve is for purchasing hardware at the moment is, I think, on the downward, I agree with you. I am cautiously optimistic, but that's probably a different discussion. Oh, sorry. That sorry, I should have clarified. Yes, I meant specifically graphics cards, prices, utilization, people, you know, these these companies making new ones or maybe holding off because there was such a boom in the graphics card purchasing market. That's what I meant. I didn't that wasn't a blanket statement about cryptocurrency and mining and Oh, under, under, understood. Okay. I uh I I think that you're probably right by virtue of how they decided to name these devices actually. I think that it's indicative of uh well, <clears throat> I think it shows that that Nvidia thinks that they should be marketed as a huge step forward. That could, of course, mean that they are not, and it's all marketing mumbo-jumbo. Or it could mean that it is the first wave of, you know, a new generation of product. These devices are sort of skipping the con- the naming convention we had gotten used to, going from the GTX 10 series to the GTX 20 series. Oh, sorry, RTX. Sorry, you're right. The RTX 20 series so what does that mean colin fill me in sure so uh according to nvidia the rtx uh, 2080 is up to uh twice as fast as the gtx 1080 uh particularly when using uh their new uh dlss or deep learning super sampling um this is an ai powered rendering um aspect and it is according to them uh uh important in a kind of anti-alias aliasing um component oh, and just getting smoother edges on 3d objects basically okay well a lot of buzzwords yep exact yep <laughs> quite a few basically basically it smooths it smooths out the edges on on 3D objects a little bit better than than your normal anti-aliasing, um, and and uh, what would would you know that would have been available on the 1080. Probably the biggest leap forward that they're claiming to here is the ability to run games in 4K over 60 frames per second. Because up until now, if you wanted to play a game in 4K, you were limited to 60 FPS, and they are claiming that they can hit higher FPS now with this new card it's a lot of pixels that is a lot of pixels to paint yes holy moly yes and so nvidia released you know they posted these benchmarks and here are all these games that they they played you know and this is these are the the frames per second that they were able to get some of them better than others some of them only a few more than 60 at, at 4k um you know out of the box this is you know stock yeah, settings, no overclocking or anything. Right. I imagine you could probably pu- push it if um, you overclock. Um, is this considered, what we're seeing here, is this considered even a reference card? Is this actually like a product or is this just them like showing? I'm, I'm, I'm not able to, to tell that uh, from the news <laughs> that I've read, actually. If they have released a card or if it is just them talking about this card. Yeah, I think it's just them talking about this card. I don't know that this is on the market yet. I'm sure lots of uh, storefronts are putting up pre-orders, mm-hmm. which you should not do. But um, I don't think that this is a product that is in or able to be in people's hands. Understood. Yeah, understood. Yeah, I think I'm for the research. Absolutely. Yes. 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 So um, it is. It is. It should come as, well, how should I frame this? I am not terribly surprised that some of these numbers maybe aren't the most fair comparisons when they're posting these results of how great this new card is. And and one of the the big things here, and, and, uh, you know, it's pointed out in, in another article here, the card that they used in order to compare 
this brand new car to say it's two times faster it's so much better was the um their their uh, uh gtx 1080 which is not the best card in that in that line it's actually the gtx 1080 ti and those two little letters actually actually do translate into quite a bit of a performance boost and so i feel like this is a little bit of uh uh um uh, false advertising here because they are comparing this brand new RTX 280 to the GTX 1080, not the 1080 Ti, which is a far superior card. So they're comparing this new one to an older, inferior graphics card. Of course, it's two times better. Like, duh. <laughs> it's kind of like the home team is down at the half, and then when everybody comes back out on the field, one goalpost is closer to the middle. <laughs> yes precisely <laughs> and and so it, it just feels disingenuous obviously for, for them to to claim that it's you, you know yes it, i mean it's two times faster than those two our, than that card <laughs> than that older card with not as great hardware but by your own branding and this is where they get they this is it man they get stuck in their own stupid nomenclature you know but by their own branding it should be right like that's the idea because the ti is the is the i don't know what it actually means but it's the blowout one right it's the it's the top of the of that series it's the best yeah it's for enthusiasts it's i mean it's like at least a thousand dollars brand new i'm sure which does bring us to uh pricing of these cards actually so, not so unexpected, I suppose. Looks like the RTX 2080 is going to clock in at about 700 bones, with the 2070 at 5 bills. Uh, apparently, there's going to be a Founder's Edition GeForce at 6 bills. But you're just going to have to wait, because uh, it's not quite ready yet. Looks like sometime on or around September 20th, 2018. We're close. It's right around the corner, folks. Not quite yet. Ooh, just in time for video game release season. That's mm. the idea. That, yeah. That is the idea. <laughs> that is the idea indeed. And speaking of video games. Are we there yet? Are, aren't we? Not quite. Not quite. Not quite there. Oh. No, 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 sorry, not, 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 not that. Oh, God, not no, that. No, 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 not even there. That. Not that. <laughs> no. No, that. Silly. No, Fallout 76. Of course, invariably. Yes. <laughs> Fallout 76. It is becoming clearer what Fallout 76 is going to be and shaping up. Uh, at least expectations are being directed in certain ways and details have come out about how the game is going to work especially the griefing system yes so probably the biggest concern on the minds of of diehard fallout fans yes in in an online game is is the issue of griefing which again if you're not familiar with that term um in large online multiplayer games you sometimes have people who have spent a lot of time accumulating powerful weapons and gear and whatnot and make a point of making the game either not fun or completely unplayable for lower level new players. And so it was a big concern uh, when they announced that they were doing this online. Myself included. and so, uh, so uh, QuakeCon was a, a couple weeks ago, and so they addressed some of these some of these concerns. They actually had a, a sit down Q and A panel, and so they talked about some of this stuff. Um, so not not only did they show kind of um, some 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 of the mechanics of the game, uh, how perks work and how leveling up works. Um, I'm not going to go into each individual detail here. Um, there's a, you know, we'll have a, a link to the Reddit post, which includes all of this stuff. But 
yeah, one of the, the biggest things that they addressed, yes, was about how player interaction works and especially player versus player or v- PVP. And so um, in the game, you uh, for starters, you can't uh, engage engaging combat with somebody until you're level five. So you got to play the game a bit. Before exactly. You get into that. Precisely. Which is which is a. a, a Definitely a, a direction on how to play, right? Like, mm-hmm. worry about that, young one. Go, go, just go frolic. So, um, yeah. So you, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, so you can. Um, you just thought about frolicking through. Yeah, I did. I yes, know. I did. Uh, with John Denver's "Country Roads" the background repeat on repeat. Actually, the cover that they did for the trailer. Just, just a side note. Amazing. A, yeah, it really is. It's a really great cover. It really is. And if you go buy it on this, we are not affiliated or getting anything back for this. But if you go and buy it on iTunes, uh, that um, I think a part of the proceeds for that, or maybe all of them, go to Habitat for Humanity. By the way, most excellent. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so no PV, no PvP until level five, and so that gives you an opportunity to get your feet wet, get a sense of how the game works get acclimated and um so how they're dealing with the whole griefing thing is is pretty cool in 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 my opinion so you come across a player and they maybe engage you in in combat and you have the ability to uh to to participate as well and you guys go at it and there's a revenge mechanic which is which is cool so if they kill you you can then go after them and there's a, a special reward for getting revenge. Uh, but let's say you're like, nah, I'm good. I'm 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 hunting for screws. Like I'm I'm not interested right now. And that person decides to kill you anyway. So what happens? A, you the only thing that you lose is junk. You don't lose any weapons, gear, all the other stuff. The only thing you lose is junk, um, which you can find again at some point. You, um, so you don't, you know, they can't like loot your dead body and you then, um, so, so if, sorry, if they kill you and you didn't want them to, like you said, no, I'm, I'm good. Uh, they get a big red star flagging them on the world map that everyone can see and a bounty is put on their head. And so, uh, the you can you can yourself can participate in the bounty and get revenge but so can all of these other players and so um oh and that the 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 murderer uh the one that's been flagged that has a bounty on their head they can't see the people who have accepted the bounty coming for them on the map because normally you can <laughs> their little the little red dots kind of showing where all the players are you can't see them anymore you don't know if they're in your vicinity, if they're coming for you. Um, and and the, the cap reward for your bounty comes out of your pocket, the murderer. And so this is how they're handling. Um, they're handling people who are interested in griefing. And it's also kind of interesting as well, because they um, this I mean, say you want to you. That's just the kind of game that you want to play. It becomes kind of an ultimate survival game for you to <laughs> survive against all these bounty hunters. And and something that, that was pointed out um, and, and why this will probably work really well there uh, in the division, which is a game that I have not played, but in their multiplayer, they have a very similar system. Um, if you go rogue, you get a bounty put on your head. And a lot of people are saying that those people don't last very long. <laughs> um, they and if you do, it's uh, I don't know, some crazy circumstance your your chances of survival are incredibly slim so it it sets up this system that if you want to do that to other players fine but you're you're gonna have you're gonna have a real hard you're time gonna pay for staying it staying yeah. alive alive for much longer and it actually takes away from your gaming experience by taking exactly you lose yeah. money yeah and therefore resources and this is a game, as I recall, that you have there. There's a degree of like, you know, management of your of yourself, right? You have to like, you have to like stuff. So you have to have resources. Yeah. Interesting. That's a good that's a good system. Yeah, I think that's a good system. 
one of the features that really stood out to me was uh, the mutation perks with both benefits and drawbacks. Yes. And the more more rads you have, the greater chance you have of mutating, of something happening that will give you a random either positive or negative attribute. Yeah, I really like that too. I'm all into the 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 balance um, components in in any game, but especially that. That's a great idea. That's mm-hmm. a really really good idea. Instead of it just being something that like lowers your health, you know, that's a that's a good. A it could good be risk. a calc a calculated risk that could pay off. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like yeah. That. Yeah. I do Plus, too. You know, keep in mind the the. I just go back to the size of the map that they have. I mean, it it just looks huge, huge, several times larger than the Fallout form. Most definitely. So you'll have a lot of room to romp around, you know. You know, five levels to get used to it, or you can get uh, <laughs> taken out by a bounty. Right. <laughs> so, in light of all this, I'm I'm. I'm honestly feeling much, much better um, about about the game, and I'm kind of excited for it at this point. Um, I think they've addressed some of my major concerns. Yeah, I think, you know, if this if this holds true, it looks like they did it in a very smart way. So hopefully uh, it does. (laughs) And and, you know, I I think that that should go a long way to sort of. Yeah, I think my my probably my one last holdout is uh, regarding uh, private servers. So they've confirmed that they they are going to offer that at some point. I think the question is going to be how. Um, sword I'm looking for uh, how accessible they are to to the user, I guess. Yeah, what does that look like? How does that work? Yeah. It doesn't cost money, which I imagine it would, because it's kind of a premium thing. But um, that remains to be seen. We don't have much info about that, but uh, they have at the very least confirmed that that is something that they want to do, especially, I mean, you have to have a private server if you want to mod the game. Um, and they have said that they are committed to the modding community and therefore are, are working on that. We shall see. But we have to wait until at least at least October before we'll see anything else, because that's when the beta starts. Yes. For a release in November. Yep, that's right. I, for one, am not going to do any ordering ahead. I am definitely going to wait until after this one comes. I am excited, but I. I, I no, it's a good be- call. No, this one good, I'm gonna give a little bit of a buffer. Yep. Nope. That's a good idea for sure. And you know how we feel about pre-orders. <laughs> so. Do not do. Do not do. Do not do. So that's that's the new stuff on Fallout 76. And so if you were wary of what was going on with that game, um, I hope that this has put some of those fears to bed as it did for me. But uh, check out the uh, the link that we'll have in the show notes. It's basically it's just a Reddit post that was stickied um, and just has a, a, a good, good, solid overview of 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 what that looks like, as well as a couple of videos of the interviews themselves. So long has it been a a. Uh, point of contention between some of the the gaming giants. I've seen it play out over a couple of different releases, but Sony with the PlayStation Four does not allow crossplay typically at all, in the sense that you can't buy a game on a PlayStation and play somebody else who has that game on an Xbox. Correct. And I've seen a lot of people get pretty upset about that, (laughs) sometimes publicly. But (laughs) (laughs) this uh, 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 article claims, and I think merit here, that it's less of an issue than it seems. Would you agree with that? 
Um, I think I, I I hesitate to call it less of an issue because I I I am a little loathsome of of the kind of uh, console exclusiveness that um, that PlayStation's a big fan of. I mean, I mean uh, Xbox has a two they have a few franchises that are only available on that platform but i i do wish i mean i i mean i don't care about fortnite i don't care about um PUBG, and there's just not games that i play or or enjoy so to the extent that you know, I, I don't have uh, I don't have a lot of skin in this game. I just think, on principle, uh, I wish that those those walls were were taken down a bit. And mm-hmm. I I yeah, I just wish I don't know. I don't I don't completely understand why Sony dying on this particular. Yeah, exactly. I I don't I don't understand their motivation there. I I not, really don't. I only said not a big deal in from the perspective of it certainly doesn't seem to be hurting their sales. I mean, no, no, sorry, you're absolutely correct. <laughs> like no, I I I I'm right there with you, but it is definitely an issue that the public has had time to digest. You know, if you're yes. following, you know, if you're if you're somebody who's been on the fence about what console you're going to get, like you've come up against this. And so it doesn't seem to be affecting that. Right. And yet still, still, it, it leaves such a bad taste in your mouth. You know? I mean, it's very frustrating. It's like all or nothing, right? If your games can play across some devices, it's very frustrating if they can't play across all devices. Right. When they're all siloed walled gardens, that's, you know... At least you know what you're getting, right? It's a weird sort of, you know, transition to every game being able to to be device agnostic, you know? Take mm-hmm. the Elder Scrolls Legends, that mobile and uh, desktop and console and everything under the sun game that they're releasing. Right. That's supposed <laughs> to be like an online, you know, reuse of the, of the Skyrim engine. Um, except apparently it's not going to run playstation yeah which i think i mean that that's bethesda's choice um to 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 do that but i understand i mean i understand where you know bethesda is coming from it's like we're not going to continue to put the the time and the effort into porting it over to your console when like we can we can and i understand that you know Microsoft owned Windows as well as Xbox, but um, we're not going to, you know, put, put all that that effort and money into porting it over to your system if you know you're not at least going to entertain the idea of 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 cross platform play. I, I don't know. Like I, I understand where they're coming from with that. So as a as a Mac user for a lot of years. You got really used to the, the division, right? Like there were some huge pieces of software that would be on both platforms, like the Adobe stuff, right? But there became this sort of ecosystem, this siloed ecosystem of application developers that kind of had now, you know, grew to have their own, you know, styles and dynamics inside of that. I remember it always being sort of a mantra, you know, like, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter that it's small so long as it's just big enough, you know, to make make money. <laughs> <laughs> right. But when you fast forward where that became, where, where that ended up, those same independent, you know, at the time, OS ten developers and development shops, if they held true to that company's siloed strategy they're now in a situation where if they want you know you know in the app store they they take 30 percent of every sale apple does no matter what so right off the top and now they're in a situation where 
that very app store is the very best method of promotion, which is also run by the company that takes 30% of your application. (laughs) So they have an incentive to push things that, you know, that that sell (laughs) overwhelmingly. And so how do they do that? They usually find a thing that falls in their sort in their their favorites purview and just push that like crazy. And so a very small amount of people make a shitload of money on the app store. Right. And everybody else gets dick. And that is a historical parable, if you will, <laughs> about what can happen when ecosystems become too siloed to the the walled garden is you know too high <laughs> the bushes are too thick the bushes are very thick no i completely agree absolutely and that's a that's a perfect parable analogy it's an interesting thing as well as Change like this doesn't happen very quickly, obviously. But it is astounding to see all of these major companies with with you know great stake in retaining their you know <laughs> brand mm-hmm. independence. Now they're they're pretty cool with uh, with pro- with cross platform, and it's man, what a what a time to be alive. Yeah. That that's not the only time I'm gonna say those words. By the way, <laughs> my mind is blown. But before we get there, <laughs> I think I think that's the uh, broad strokes of what we'll call the news segment, right? Am I missing anything? No. And I think that we're going to call this my my happy. Maybe you're happy, too. We'll call it the happy. The happy. But it's also huge news. And depending on who you ask, this starts either two weeks ago or two years ago, (laughs) five years ago, or 20. Five years ago, it's a, a, a crazy tale, actually, and it's very exciting. So let's start with recent history, okay? A little while ago, some very smart people who pay attention to things noticed some files being changed in the Steam uh, application talking about something called Steam Play and how it was going to let you run Windows games on Linux. What? And that got a lot of people kind of excited. You know, nothing was official, nothing was announced, nothing, nothing serious. It's just they saw, whoa, hey, wait, whoa, this text in a file. That's very interesting. And when that happened, a lot of conjecture kicked off. But a lot of conjecture. <laughs> this is one. Yes, this is the Internet we're talking about. But it's in this case, a lot of conjecture that started to make a lot of sense. For a long time now, we've sort of been talking rather casually about this. This 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 you know, renaissance that's happening in graphics technology in in especially from the perspective of implementation of graphics especially for games Mm -hmm. there's a thing called vulcan we've talked about it a lot it's a very low level open source api for making graphical applications like games that by and large people are, are really liking and that's good because the last the thing that it replaced OpenGL people really didn't like. (laughs) And so this Vulcan has enabled a whole bunch of other stuff. 
And a while back, there was uh, a, a new technology. Perhaps you're familiar with DirectX, Windows, Microsoft's, uh, you know, similar graphics API. Powers games. Yep. See it on the side of the box if you buy a box. See it in the description, the, the tech specs for your, <laughs> for your Steam purchase. <laughs> okay. Well, there's this little thing called DXVK, and those four letters are what unlocks this magical thing that is happening in the gaming world, gaming and Linux and computing world at large. Uh, DXVK translates DirectX calls to Vulkan calls as a layer and can be used as a, as a shim to, to make games that uh, are written for Windows work on basically anything that runs Vulkan. Mm -hmm. the, um, that paired with the old and loved wine, the, the you know, technology for running Windows applications on Linux and Mac OS, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize wine had been around for decades. Yeah. <laughs> A long time. A long time. Wine is old. Wine is a similar layer, a translation layer. It is, you know, it literally stands for wine is not an emulator. Mm -hmm. It is a, a, a translation of Windows calls into Linux system calls. And it has been noticed by yours truly and a lot of other people that over the last year, especially the last half a year, the development of DXVK has picked up immensely. Mm -hmm. It went from something that was really kind of cool and hobbyist to something that was working very well in under a year. And it had been speculated that this was progressing at such a pace that somebody must be funding it. There's some real money and also like just developer mind share. Happening. Sure. There are people, there's like a lot of smart people who have a lot of time to put to this, doing this all of a sudden. Nope, that makes sense. And who, who might that big player be? Turns out it was Valve. Valve. It Gabe. was Valve. Gabe. Yes, Valve has been secretly funding the development of DXVK since February. And now, along with a custom version of Wine, they are including in the normal Steam application the ability to run Windows games on Linux. Amazing. It is in beta. You have to click through a couple of win you know, a couple of windows to get it, and then it has to reload. And at the moment, there is a rather uh, somewhat short list of officially supported games, officially supported in the sense that Steam and Valve, by you know, proxy, is committed to fixing bugs and making those games work. And they are, they're aiming to expand that list immensely. We have a link to that in the show notes as well. The crazy thing, dude, it really works. It, yeah. So, so tell me about it. What, what games have you played thus far? I've I've tested three windows only standouts with, uh, Two wins and one pretty big fail. Uh, the first knockout win, I'll, I'll say, I'm going to give it an A minus score, is The Witcher 3. Ooh. The Witcher 3, I played for about a half an hour. It ran flawlessly. And I don't, you know, I haven't, I, <laughs> I got super lucky with the graphics card that I have for a variety of reasons. One of them being that it came from <laughs> my dear friend here. Another one being that 
it was just the it was the oldest possible generation AMD card that worked with the new open source drivers on Linux. Oh, right on. <laughs> so it was trivial to get this set up for me. It was trivial. A couple of extra packages and I'm good to go. Right on. And I, but that is all to say that it's not the newest, latest, and greatest card on the planet. And in certain areas, there were frame rate drops, but those were in areas where I would get frame rate drops under Windows. Right. The one great thing that was funny was that Geralt's character did not have hair. <laughs> or rather, he had a buzz cut. And the little thing that held his ponytail together, which was strange. <laughs> it looked a little bit like Neo out of the Matrix. Just can't get that 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 sweet hair works. <laughs> no, it's the video. Very odd by the fact that everybody else's hair looked fine. <laughs> <laughs> Just Geralt. Just hair. Geralt's hair was a little screwy. And again, you could, you know, he had like it looked like he had a buzz cut. So you could like get beyond that, but that was an interesting which, thing. which is an option in the game. So yeah, maybe mean, a bit got flipped. I don't know who's to say, but uh, it it was definitely noticeable if uh, if you know not really game breaking. Uh, combat worked. I mean it 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 played, dude. It was pretty cool. It was pretty. That's cool. awesome. The no, that's a graphically intense game. Like that's the game that like I had to get a, a Nvidia card because. The AMD would just that's a whole other thing. But um, no, that's a that's a that is a demanding very game much very graphically. Much. My second testing game was Fallout 4, which was a little buggier, admittedly. It ran. OK, it totally ran. The music did not play in the main menu. OK, and not all of the sounds were playing during the game so voice did not work okay. but ambient sound and sound effects did interesting so maybe some sort of sound file issue. Yep, i think so very much uh playable in the sense that there were no graphical glitches which was pretty amazing actually great yeah that's amazing yeah so i'm sure <laughs> that that game in particular is going to get some attention given the you know way that it uh given that the way the way that it worked is as it is <laughs> it's worth yeah. mentioning at this point too that by default you can't play unsupported games via this method you have to specifically click like use steam play runtime for win for all windows games mm -hmm. which is probably good because you know, they they don't that way, you know, that you're going into the weeds a little bit and you shouldn't expect everything yeah. to run perfectly. And that especially considering it's still in beta. Exactly. Exactly. So this experience is not me playing any of the games that they said will work. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> what fun is that? Nope. Just want to clarify that. detail. <laughs> I also uh, then uh, tested No Man's Sky. OK. And this was disappointing. The menu screens all work. The options, you know, when you pause and that, that works flawlessly. The game itself does not work. There That's are a lot of graphical glitches making it wholly unplayable. That's too bad. Sound is fine. And I will tell you that when No Man's Sky first shipped, oh, those, oh, those many, many moons ago, uh, the very, the initial build worked flawlessly under wine. I know because I ran it. And <laughs> I wonder how much work it would take given that. But for now, unfortunately, No Man's Sky not not happening. Bummer. Which is a problem because after I got through The Witcher Three and Fallout Four, and I was like riding high, uh, I was like. Should I just like rip that hard drive out? Like I'm, I'm just about <laughs> yeah, ready at this yeah, point. Yeah, like yeah. glitches and all, I don't care anymore. You know, <laughs> like 
And I'm and I'm glad I didn't because No Man's Sky is the linchpin, I think, for me. When sure. that game works, I think I'll be done. I think I'll finally be able to pull the plug on Windows completely. Right on. Uh, well, hopefully that day will come sooner than later. I, it, it is close, and it's very exciting. I mean, this really got people's attention. This Absolutely. really got people's attention. No, this is huge. I mean... I mean, I feel like I feel like Linux users have been kind of disenfranchised in the gaming arena, you know, and and which is which you know, is a it's... crazy dichotomy because there are more yeah. games. That's a whole other can of worms. But there's more games on Linux now than ever before. Well, exactly. Yeah. But yet there still persists this sort of negative air around it. You know? Yeah, it's a it's... strange thing. It is strange, but the tide is turning. And I think that I mean, with a company like Valve behind behind its development and its implementation, I mean, this is happening and it's only going to get better. An interesting detail is that if you buy a Windows game now on Linux and play it through Steam Play, it counts as a Linux purchase and developer will see it as such. Man, that is interesting. And like, it provides the other the other the developer side of this is that it <clears throat> provides a, a a common targetable known runtime there that where if you want to ship your game on Linux there, there's a, you know, there's a thing that, that you know, you can do. There's a, a, an established path to do so. There's a company you can call when something doesn't work. There's a process to fix bugs against a known thing that's going to be stable and, and, you know, supported. That's pretty huge. That's it's pretty huge. And man. transparent that's amazing. out of the gate, you know, in, it, you know, it, it, it's, I mean, so going back to that story I told earlier about the Mac, mm-hmm. that was at a time when the, the Mac was at 5%, 5% market share of the computing public. Wow. Linux is currently around two-ish and change percent. <laughs> yeah. On the, de- the desktop computing public. What? I mean, it, it, if it got to 7%, that would be enormous. Think about that. And that's like, this is wholly possible now for, I'd say, like a lot of people. I would, I mean, I'd say it's more than possible. I'd say it's probable. I think, I think, I think a huge chunk of the population that has sort of always looked over at what the penguins are doing looked at what ha- is happening in the in the Linux world and looked at their Windows systems and go, oh, man, I, I'd love to do it, but, you know, uh, there's this, there's that, you know, and games are... I am 100% in that. Yeah, the games are a, a big <laughs> part of that. And, you know, I dig it, dude. I have a hard drive on my computer running Windows for games, you know? It's, yeah. It is what it is. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta play them games. But... Holy moly! Holy moly! Yes, that—that—that's a huge chunk of people who could, if this all works out, who could just say, "Fuck it, I am switching," and be pre- and be okay, and honestly, be okay. Well, especially, I mean, the the timing of this is pretty interesting too, because I feel like when. Microsoft and and Windows uh, decide to pull the trigger on their desktop as a service. I have a feeling that that's going to be a pretty big impetus to have people jump ship and they'll need somewhere to go. And so I think, I don't know, I think that's, I think all of that is going to happen sooner rather than later. I really do. I think the track for this is actually pretty quick. What does this as a, you know, as self-described member of that of that camp, 
when you know what does this make you think you know at the moment you've got windows 10 and ostensibly it's it's running fine not giving you too many issues i i assume at least none that you've, you've told me about and you know you nothing the the garden variety. yeah yeah just your right. normal like yeah. you know bullshit that windows throws at you every yes. time you sit down but nothing extraordinary yes. no the uh you know what it, what it, how did what did you think when you saw this like when when that news hit confirmed what did you yeah. think i thought that i should maybe consider i mean it's a little useful to have a computer with windows 7 on it but it got me thinking maybe i should just just wipe that out and and put linux on it because i don't the literally the only reason that i have windows is is because of of the video games i have no attachment to it whatsoever like i just and and especially with the desktop as a service on the horizon it's just like that is not something that i'm interested in i'm decidedly opposed to it and so all of these things combined it's like no this seems like a pretty good time to uh to move on and with microsoft you know shifting to everything being a uh, you know a delivered application service if you will it's i think that they i think that in this they're trying to figure out how to take care of all of the people that are going to be left behind from the fact that they have totally changed business models to a service-based company yep. without losing everybody and i think they i think they know that that they're gonna lose some people and they're just casting this wider net now with other with people's attention you know for instance yep. everybody knows i'm a linux user well guess what all day long i use Microsoft Visual Studio Code <laughs> to, to to do my job like all day long. That's I use it all the time. And guess what? It's an open source application that runs on every system. Guess what? It's awesome. It's really good. It's a great app and I'm going to keep using it. <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> What a time to be alive. <laughs> Running my Linux, using my Microsoft tools uh, while my while my computer well, their name. runs triple <laughs> A games uh, on Linux through a a supported wine layer by Valve. I just like Unreal. And Google Man. is gonna be rolling out their their uh, know tesla powered uh well not tesla the car tesla the uh the architecture from nvidia uh cloud streaming gaming service soon mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's just i don't know i don't know it's crazy for for purely technological reasons the world be crazy <laughs> i think that's the show that's the show the end the fiend Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We would love to hear from you as our, our friend Dabs. Dabs? Dobbs. Dobbs. Sorry, sorry. You must be on Scandinavian. Dobbs. If you would like to get a hold of us, and again, we would love to hear from you, uh, you can get to us uh, on Twitter. My handle is at KaliAli11. And I'm at Fluxola. We also have a joint Twitter at CastTheShine. Have we tweeted anything from <laughs> No, it's more of a receptacle than a, <laughs> yeah. than, a, than a beacon, if you will. Fantastic. Check us out on Facebook as well. We've also got a website, shinypodcast.com. You can also email us. Hello at shinypodcast.com. Remember, the more you send in, the less we have to make up. So we love, <laughs> love feedback. Thanks for sending us out. Yes, thank you very much. And see how we quickly implemented it? Bam! Your advice could happen just as quickly. It's your podcast at the end of the day. You know? The People's Podcast. Well, people, thanks so much for listening. And tune in next week 
90 Podcast. Shiny. So shiny. Shiny. Oh, is that when uh, Jermaine Jermaine does David Dude, Bowie? It's my as it's seriously my favorite fuck. You no, know, a crab. It's my favorite. Oh yeah, my god, he's I a love crab. it so he's a crab. much. That's it. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> I don't know why I know that. What is that? Is that Moana? Yes. Okay, that makes sense. It's a Disney movie. He's a Disney. Destiny Miffy. I appreciate, yeah. I appreciate the cat not scratching frantically at the door until after the podcast was done. Let me relieve <laughs> him of you. his stress. Mm-hmm.